Eerste ervaring. It's showtime, woke fam. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring it all to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots are now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Through Project Looking Glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It's your boy here, Scott from Oak Societies, with my co-host tonight, I Find It. Episode number seven, We the People Are the Cure. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? We're going to have some good times today. We're going to be talking about Justice Roberts, the Supreme Court decisions on what's going on with the uh, voter fraud. We're going to take a little deep dive into Roberts a little bit and, uh, and a bunch of other people as well. And uh, we got plenty to talk about. Let's bring in my co-host tonight. Good evening, everybody. How you doing, my my good friend, Mr. I Find It? What's going on, Woke fam? How y'all doing tonight? Good to see you, Scott. Great to see you, man. Great to see you here. I just need to check my volume real quick here on my microphone. Just want to make sure it is not overpowering, you guys. Just one second. Let me know where you're all from in the chat. And it's, it is up. I knew it was up. I knew it. I knew it was up. <laughs> Let me know in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, where you're all from tonight and all that good stuff. And uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great time tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So good to have everyone here. The chat is comfy. We are live streaming on the Foxhole app, pill.net, on Twitch, on DLive, on CloutHub. We're back on CloutHub, guys. Channel 175 over there and on the Roku channel at WokeSocieties.tv. Yes, people from all over the country coming in. North Dakota, Nashville, Tennessee, Houston, Texas, Wisconsin. Hello from Arizona, Northland. Is that New Zealand? Beautiful. Oregon coast. And I'm saying Oregon, right? Before I used to say Oregon. It's Oregon, as I've been corrected many times in my emails. Thank you all. North Georgia, Cajun country, Las Vegas. Oh, man, we got patriots from everybody. From everywhere, my friend. Funny yeah, thing is, no everywhere. one, nobody from New York, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, nobody left. Nobody, nobody in New York watches my show. It's always been the case since I started. I don't know why. Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, great to have everyone here. As soon as the music's over, we're going to play the uh, tonight's sponsor, who is Pill.net, and all that good stuff. And uh, we're going to get the show on the road, and we'll get this going here in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Beautiful. Thank you guys for all hanging out here. Let's hear a word from our sponsor tonight, the guys from Pill.net, the guys who made the Foxhole.app, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are. Let's listen. Step in the virtual haven of Pill.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience all that Pill.net has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want, load topics, activate filters, get verified, go live, escape the onslaught of ads and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be on Pill.net. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, was Matt. He is one of the developers. He put that ad together for Pill.net. If you haven't signed up, guys, go to Pill.net. Make a free account on a censor-free platform. They are just like God. They do not censor free speech and all that good stuff. And, guys, that Pill.net account will be the same login that you will use for the Foxhole Chat, guys. And I have the Foxhole Chat open right now. It is running super smooth. Uh, The code, the error in the code was fixed. And uh, it wasn't me this time. I didn't break it because I seem to break everything on the Fox Hall when I go live. I just, the, the, the chats get absolutely destroyed and hammered. So um, all that good stuff. And guys, before we start the show, don't forget, if you want to send in donations, the only way we are monetized at this point on this channel is through the Cash App. You guys can send all those donations right to my Cash App. The mods are sharing the links as we speak. I will read your super chat messages on air. If you don't have a message, it's fine. It is hands down the best way that is keeping this channel going on a full-time basis. So keep those super chats coming. The purchases from the store, the yeah, the sponsorships when you guys saw up at mawokesocieties.tv, they're all super important. There are great ways to keep this channel going full-time, guys. A lot of people have given up, and you guys have not. And I just have to thank you all. I love my Woke fam. I love my mods. I love everybody that is a part of this. And, of course, my new co-host, I find it as well. I appreciate you being here, man. Are you ready to do this? Oh yeah, I'm ready to do this. Get the show on the road. Let's do it. So I know, guys, I started on a funny note here with the uh, with the Coca-Cola. And just a side note, because we're going to talk about Justice uh, Clarence Thomas, and not Roberts, not Roberts. So I meant to say Clarence Thomas, because he's uh, he's the one we want to talk about today, because he had a lot of interesting and very um, good points about what's going on with the Supreme Court, what's going on with voter fraud, and the cases that were presented, and his take on what the future holds for this country. And it's not anything good. Not anything good, but don't worry, guys. I promise we will end on a positive note. Um, but yeah, the LinkedIn people and Coca-Cola, they deleted their course off uh, off their program. And Coca-Cola uh, completely, they backed off of it. They said they they never said they weren't supporting it. They just kind of uh, just went back in the bushes like Homer Simpson, the famous, uh, infamous Homer Simpson gif. And um, they, they completely deleted it. And that entire program that that woman was pushing the white fragility program is no longer on LinkedIn at all. So hats off uh, to LinkedIn. See what happens, guys. See what happens when racism is exposed. They actually did a good thing, man. Just your quick thoughts on that before we jump into uh, Claire, uh, Justice Thomas here. Man, I was getting ready to go take it too. I wanted to take the course. Come on. I was, I was writing notes. I'm ready to be less white. <laughs> yes, I was ready to learn how to be less white and less racist. That was that was my goal. But apparently, guys, I'm sorry, it's too late. They already took it down. But either way, so the big news coming out yesterday and what's still being talked about today, ladies and gentlemen, was the decisions from the Supreme Court 
and they did not take up the biggest um, election fraud cases that were presented by Sidney Powell, um, by Lynn Wood. They were not taken and not even heard and based off of moot points, right? Moot, M-O-O-T, whatever the hell that means. It uh, doesn't seem very important to the justices at all, apparently. And um, that's uh, that's basically what they, they all agreed to. And this whole entire narrative, this entire narrative that... Um, Amy Coney Barrett was going to be Trump's Trump's little justice. That whole entire narrative has died. We'll get into all that in just a moment. But I want to look at this Epic Times article first, I find it. I want to look at this because I really want to dive into what uh, Justice Clarence Thomas uh, said here. So it starts here. It says, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas issued a dissenting opinion regarding the high court's decision not to take up the, uh, the case challenging the Pennsylvania November 3rd election results. The court on Monday announced... It would take up lawsuits challenging a Pennsylvania state court decision that relaxed a ballot integrity measures, including a move uh, to extend the ballot receipt deadline during the November elections. This is not a prescription for confidence, Thomas wrote on Monday, adding, adding, hold on, guys, my son, buddy, can you please over there? Come on. All right. Sorry, guys. He is destroying my set right now so the decision now this is not a prescription of confidence thomas wrote on monday adding that changing the rules in the middle of the game is bad enough thomas considered by many to be the most conservative justice said the court should have granted a review that decision to rewrite the rules seem to have affected too few ballots to change the outcome of any federal election but that may not be the case in the future thomas wrote these cases provide us, and that's such an infuriating line right there that he said, if they actually saw the evidence, they, I know he would think otherwise. These cases provide us with an ideal opportunity to address just what authority non-legislative officials have to set election rules and to do so well before the next election cycle. Other than Thomas, Justices Samuel Alito and Neil Gorsuch also dissented. Remember, guys, they only need four justices to have a case, to open the case. Only three wanted to see it. The rest all uh, the rest all were um, okay with not seeing any of this stuff. If state officials have the authority they have claimed, we need to make it clear. If not, we need to put an end to this practice now before the consequences become catastrophic. Thomas, an appointee of former President George H.W. Bush, also wrote, Thomas also appeared to make a reference to allegations of fraud and irregularities during the November 3rd election. He says, we are fortunate that many of the cases we have been alleged only improper rules change, not fraud, Thomas wrote, but that observation provides only small comfort. An election free from strong evidence of systematic fraud is not alone sufficient for election confidence. Also important is the assurance that fraud will not go undetected. Pretty much I find it, what I, what I, the basic thing that I got from Thomas's um, statements here is that he was, they're skirting that line. The justices are, are being extremely careful with how they talk about this, how they're wording their responses to it. And so many questions were just left unanswered by the justices and a lot of their observations um, about why they wouldn't even take certain questions about any of this stuff. And Thomas, Justice Thomas here pretty much, pretty much saying, we didn't see the evidence, but this does not sit well with me regardless. And he, it looked like he was begging to get one of these cases to maybe right the ship but what did you, what did you think about all this um, with Amy Comey Barrett siding with the uh, with the with the uh, liberal judges? What did you think about all this, man? Man, you know, I went through and read some of this stuff, and Thomas seems to be the only one that's speaking common sense. It it doesn't happen very often where the conversations that we're having 
you see the same sort of rhetoric when it comes to maybe a Supreme Court justice or just, you know, anybody on a TV or in a courtroom. You never hear them trying to say the same things that we're saying. So for Thomas to come out with his report and say a lot of the things that, you know, you and me are talking about is pretty surprising and I, I like it a lot. Um, but, you know, like where where's Barrett? Where is Barrett in all this? Because she sat up there, didn't even have a notebook. You remember, held up the piece of paper, all the memes, everything. This She was supposed to be, you know, a stand-up judge and everything. And, it, and I don't know if I'm just completely off base with this, but she didn't, she didn't go for any of this. None of this looked, you know, wrong to her. I don't, I don't understand, you know, what could possibly be standing in her way, you know, to stand up for this and go, all right, we're going to, we're going to check one of these out. I don't know if it's just fear of having the conversation or fear of, you know, America reacting in a, 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 a certain way that they're scared of. I have no idea, man, but yeah. either way, I'm just <clears> glad <throat> Thomas is out here at least saying what we're all saying. You know, and he even said, he said, um, you know, it doesn't seem like there was enough votes to uh, overturn it. But that right there just tells me, man, he knows. You know, exactly. he knows. And he's using, like you said, he's using those special words like seems, you know, it, so that he doesn't solidify his position on anything, you know? Right. Exactly, dude. My, my thing is I want to know from the chat. When things don't make sense, they're, for in my personal experience dealing with all this, either has to do with money, corruption, or blackmail. When things just don't make sense, why people just don't have the common sense, why they can't see what we're seeing here, do you guys think that there is blackmail on all these people? Or do you think it's a mix of blackmail? And do you think some people were probably threatened or maybe families were threatened on a low-key basis? Um, and they said, listen... You guys aren't going to uh, rule on any of this stuff. You're not going to take any of these cases because if you do, you and your family are going to suffer the consequences. I would love to know in the chat, do you think that there is a mix of that going on here? Or do you think that the justices are just, they're just all corrupt as hell and they're just, they don't want to, they don't want to deal with the backlash from the people on this or from just people, the puppet masters above everyone, the politicians, everybody. What do you guys think? And as I'm looking in the chats right now, I'm seeing threats or blackmail, blackmail. Uh, they see it, scared, blackmail, they know it. Yep, it's a mix. Yeah, it looks like a lot of people. A lot of people think it's a certainly, certainly a big mix of, um, of what this is. And people are saying all traitors. I don't think they're all traitors. I don't think that. I think most of them are... If they're not traitors, I think they have, uh, they have, there's some dirt on these people. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Let's just put it that way, because I just want you guys to see it wasn't just the Pennsylvania case that was shot down. Uh, this was forwarded from Sidney Powell's telegram. And I just want you guys to see this here. It says uh, the Republican Party versus the Pennsylvania versus uh, DeGraffner was taken down. Uh, Corman versus Pennsylvania D Democratic Party. Petitioners are Pennsylvania state legislatures. That was shot down. And in those two cases, Thomas dissented and Alito Gorsuch also dissented. Roberts and Kavanaugh and Barrett join the Dems dissents appear at the end of the order list. Guys, what, what's up with Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh and Barrett, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? I, it doesn't make any sense. These are some of the worst picks in my mind if this is how they're gonna if this is how they're going to rule. Uh, these cases provide us with an ideal opportunity to address just what authority non-legislative officials have to set election rules and they don't. The, the legislative branches are the ones that are supposed to set the rules, and that's not what happened. 
The Pennsylvania courts are the ones that set the rules at the last minute, and that's how all this crap started. And it was also Lynn Wood's cases down in Georgia. It makes no sense to me, ladies and gentlemen, whatsoever. No, but the, not at all. The weird, yeah. Go ahead, man. You got you got any takes on this? No, yeah, man. I mean, it just it, it doesn't make sense. Not at all. I mean, we 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 watched the Kavanaugh hearings, right? I mean, I know a lot of y'all did, and I definitely watched every single second of of Barrett. And so, what's going on up there? I mean. Thomas is the only one that's going to write a, you know, a report for us to read that's in a language that we can understand, and nobody else is going to, you know, I mean, there was two others, but nobody else is going to really, you know, stand with him on this. It just doesn't, something doesn't add up. Either there's only two options here. I mean, one, either I'm not educated enough to know exactly what sort of ruling they're going with that makes sense. Or they're just flat out not doing the right thing. I mean, and I think we know which one of those it is. You know, they're they're just not doing the right thing, and I don't know for what reason. Yeah, man, I don't I don't know either. It doesn't make any sense, and that's why I remember when when we were all excited. Um, we dude, how many memes did we see of Amy Coney Barrett come from the boards and just get just absolutely blasted out over Twitter, Facebook, of her holding up the notepad and all that stuff? And we were all excited. I was part of that, guys. I was part of that, and my God, were we wrong? Were we wrong on on what she thought she was going to be? And um, I can't. I would love to know if we ever find out uh, Trump's opinion on all this stuff with the justices and how they're ruling. I would love to know. But one quick thing before we move on uh, to a video that I want to show you guys about um, about uh, Cl- Thomas Clarence because there was a video. You guys, I don't know if all of you have seen it, but we're going to show it today of him back in the '90s when he was going through this ordeal to become a, uh, a justice. Joe Biden was at the head of the committee that was grilling him, and I want you guys to see it in a little bit. But So the Supreme Court makes all these rulings. They're not going to see any election fraud, right? So not only was that going to piss off, of course, our entire Trump base, of course, going to piss off every patriot or just someone that has any logical sense. They won't even look at it, let alone, let alone rule on it. If they at least would hear it and then they ruled on it, then I, don't, I, I still don't think we'd feel any better, but... We're not even getting that. So this news comes out. This is from the Post Millennial saying the Supreme Court is now clearing the path to subpoena Trump's tax returns. So their decisions, it's not important for the justices to allow the American people and allow them to show their evidence. These these lawyers, the people that have literally have they're they're literally taking their careers of being canceled by literally anybody that is defending Trump, defending any voter fraud. All this stuff, but they clear the way. They clear. They care more about Trump's tax returns than the actual election fraud itself because it's just too too polarizing. We can't touch it. And this pissed me off more than anything because Trump's been talking a while about his taxes, and I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, they aren't going to find anything. They aren't going to find anything in Trump's tax returns this entire time. The dude's been doing business for a very long time, and I can tell you, as much as the media has been homing in on this, if you're a rich man, I find it, or anybody, anybody, anyone that has a business, anybody that does taxes, what are you trying to do? You are trying to get out of paying any taxes. That's how that's how the game is played. So Trump's been doing this for a very long time, man. And this all this is doing, all this is doing in my mind, man, is causing a distraction and giving the Democrats something else to hunt about hunt uh, Donald Trump's head about 
And um, we're going to see his reaction in just a minute, man. But did this surprise you at all that this came out on the same day that they denied um, any kind of the electoral, the, the um, election fraud cases? No, it's a look here, look there sort of situation. That's exactly what it looks like. And I'm so glad that you said that part about, you know, everybody does it. Everybody wants to be able to not pay a lot of taxes, right? Because I've, I've forgotten that part. And, you know, a few months ago, whenever the Times came out saying, Trump only paid $7 on his taxes. And we were like, no, nah, he actually paid millions. That was just sort of like the stamp fee or whatever, well, whatever that came out. But man this is how many years have they been trying to get these things and they're finally going to get them now and we're just like yeah nobody cares uh why don't we talk about the issues that matters and they're just trying to fill news space they're just trying to fill time you know so that we're looking at that instead of everything else in my opinion exactly now do you remember that 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 story that came out that that was saying trump spent like seven or nine dollars or something on taxes (laughs) i'm like even if that was true we should all be applauding that man and finding out who his uh, i'm sure his uh, tax attorneys are very expensive but we should all be trying to find tax attorneys that are able to get our taxes to pay down seven dollars because somehow man no matter what i do i always end up owing new york state something something and uh, I just thought that was a funny take that these people are getting angry um, that he that he wasn't paying. But we all know Trump was paying millions in advance and he had the money um, in advance. But guys, Trump did respond to this. He did respond to this from his former president um, position out in Mar-a-Lago. And this was his statement in regards to that. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you all know how uh, Trump talks. So you can you can kind of have the rhetoric as I read this from our former president there. Uh, This investigation is a continuation of the greatest political witch on the history of our country, whether it was never-ending $32 million Mueller hoax, which already investigated everything that could possibly be investigated, Russia, 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 where there was a finding of no collusion or too ridiculous, crazy Nancy-inspired impeachment attempts where I was found not guilty. It just never ends. And he goes into talking about how... Uh, The Supreme Court never should have let this fishing expedition happen, but they did. This is something that has never happened to a president before. And he's talking about how he has his enemies out in New York City, talking about specifically Governor Andrew Cuomo. These are attacks by Democrats willing to do anything to stop the almost 75 million people that voted for us. And he goes on to say, in the meantime, he's talking about the murder rate in New York City. In the meantime, murders and violent crime are up in New York City by record numbers and nothing is done about it. Our elected officials don't care. All they focus on is the persecution of President Donald Trump. I will fight on just as I have for the last five years, even before I was successfully elected. Despite all the election crimes that were committed against me, we will win. And Trump keeps putting out this message, I find it, saying we will win. The best is yet to come. Now, I mean, we're out here, man. We're still trying to wait these waters because it's a storm. It's been a miserable storm out here um, ever since the election um, ended. And I'm not, this isn't blackpilling, guys. This is just, this is just straight reality. Nobody wanted to see Joe Biden swear himself in the fake Catholic that he is on that weird, creepy devil Bible that he put his hand down on. Nobody wanted to watch it. And I totally understand. It's totally understandable. But either way, we watched it. This was Trump's statement towards it. He's clearly not happy about it. And I hope, I hope to God, man, when they do, if they do go into his taxes and they find out everything is perfectly legal, it's going to be yet another win for Trump again, man. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Well, how do you think it's going to play out? I do. I really think that that's what's going to happen, man. Cause uh, you know, I think that when they finally get him, they're going to find nothing. And then he's going to get to laugh and all of that time, all that money that's been wasted for the last, however many years hunting this thing down, is just going to be another nothing burger for everybody. That's, that's yep. I, mean, I don't think it's going to go another way. I think their point 
of all this is just to, you know, carry our attention to, to everything else. And even like he said in his statement, he did one of those perfect mirror image things uh, like you made with that video a while back, which is just, y'all are worried about my taxes while the death rates are going up in New York. You know, it's a perfect <laughs> example of where their priorities are, you know? Absolutely, man. I just want to give a shout out to uh, two of the super chats that I have already. Jocelyn, thank you so much. And of course, Heather, not a surprise. Hey, donate, you donate every show. She says, I find it has some serious competition with King Cool. I don't know who King Cool is, but either way, man, he sounds pretty cool. So there you go. <laughs> Keep, keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. I'll, I'll read the super chats as the show goes on, and I'll read your message if you do send a message. As my son piles his cars around my mouse, uh, this is what he does all day long as I work on the show. So this is nothing new for me. I kind of just go with it. So, yeah, guys, that's uh, that's what we were seeing here. So I'm, I'm seeing messages, and I, I want to be as hopeful as possible, guys, because Sydney Powell is still saying this was her message here from her Telegram again that I forwarded. She says, thank you all. These are still important live case. There are still important live cases. Irrefutable proof is coming soon. Keep educating everyone about the facts. Today's Supreme Court orders were disappointing, but we are not done. And we will not let this fraud stand. We, the people, are supposed to run this country. Guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I don't have any faith. It's not that I don't have faith in, in, um, in Sidney Powell. That's not the problem at all. I, I have no faith in her court system that do you guys think any court is going to listen, um, especially the, as we get more and more removed from from this date, from the January 6th date or, or the uh, from the election day? I feel like it's going to be harder and harder to do um, anything as far as any damage to get anything reversed. I don't see any of these cases being taken. And if they are heard, I don't think it's going to reverse anything. So well, I would love to know what you guys think uh, in the chat. Do you think that Sydney Powell here is going to, even if it's, uh, even if her cases don't go through, do you think there's anything as far as what she can do is going to, is going to help at this point? I personally don't think so. Cause I don't think, um, any of these court, any of these uh, courts are going to listen, man. What do you think about that? Well, the feeling that I always get is that the further away we get from something, the less chance there is that it can be fixed. Right. But yes. at the same time, on the flip side of that coin, man, I see cases pop up almost every day that that happened three, four years ago, and people are just now coming to justice for it. And so, you know, I kind of have to look at it in that sense as well, that things can still be fixed. But in the meantime, we've got to, you know, hang on to the fact that we're just we're not going to just let this slide. You know, we can't let it all get memory hold and just and just buried underneath the bullshit news that comes out every day. Exactly. So I, it could go either way. And I'm kind of with you. I still have faith in Sydney in Sydney Powell. But whether it gets fixed right this minute or not is, is obviously still unknown. But I, I do think that uh, over time, it, hopefully it won't take that much time. But I really do think that there's a chance that all this can get fixed in the end. Absolutely. And M3 Meek Elite M3. I don't, are you like a Methods cousin or something out there? Um, <laughs> I do see your comment here in the well, in the Foxhole chat. They're going to have to listen to Mike Lindell. We have, we, he defends himself, the election fraud evidence. I'm going to get to his story in just a moment. I'm glad you brought up Mike Lindell. Um, just to recap though, guys, what I, I want you guys to realize, the cases that were brought forward um, are, are amazing lawyer anon, technofog, <laughs> as my son buries, buries my mouse in his cars here. Um, he put out this great, great article that he writes on a um, platform called Substack. And I just want you guys to see here um, what 
what the questions were that were passed up by the Supreme Court justices. And remember, this was very, very specific. And it was whether the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, usurped the state legislature's authority by directing the state to count absentee ballots that arrive up to three days after. That's a no-brainer because the state legislature never authorized that at all. And the second was whether that decision is preempted by federal statutes that establish a uniform nationwide federal election day. We all know they they made up their own rules and literally they dismissed, I I, I think it was... um, one of the justices that demanded that the uh, that the the ballots that came in after were thrown out, and that order was just straight up ignored. Um, and there were just these questions that were just never answered. And what we see here, um, Technofog writes, you might consider these questions and allegations a violation of constitution and federal law to be important. I certainly do. You might also be confused why the Supreme Court refused to answer any of these questions. And j- just to give you guys some more um, context into what. Thomas said here, he said, Justice Thomas also draws attention to the curious refusal to consider the petitions for review. He says the refusal to consider the petitions is inexplicable. He says the fact that they're not even being looked at is inexplicable. He is not happy about it. Our refusal to answer these important questions by hearing these cases is befuddling. One wonders what this court waits for. What is enough for this court to look at as far as as far as election fraud? And the last thing he said, the decision to leave election law hidden beneath a shroud of doubt is baffling. I find it, man. He is the only one that I'm seeing here that's putting these questions out. And the thing is, what is the future going to hold here? Um, Technofog writes, but I'll take another case. It'll take another case in another election for the Supreme Court to reach that decision. For the majority on the Roberts Court, this case is too contentious and the 2020 election is too dangerous to touch. By failing to act, the Supreme Court has risked the results of future elections has guaranteed more judicial meddling in constitutional powers solely vested in state legislators. And that's what it comes down to. The law was already laid out in our Constitution, guys. It was already there. And these guys completely just took a dump on it. That's exactly what they did. And Roberts here, our, uh, Mr. Tom, he wanted, he wanted to look at this. He wanted it. And, you know, it just, it just, Justice Thomas didn't get what he wanted. And it looked like he was waiting for it. Um, I do have a video for you guys. If you have any thoughts on that real quick, I find it. You can drop them here now. I just, I just really, I'm glad that he stood up and he just said something normal. You know, he doesn't yeah, even, we, we don't care. I mean, we care, but we don't, we want to know one way or the other. You know, all, all of us, all Americans want to know one way or the other, what the heck happened. And we want to have, we want to have our day in court on all this, you know, BS, if nothing else, then to just, bring back confidence uh in, in some way form or fashion and right. man they didn't they didn't follow any of the laws like you said they just wrote their own rules and went by it and now they're they're just seemingly too scared to even touch it because it's so big like i thought that's what the supreme court was for is these big issues like this so Absolutely. it just man it's just crazy and and i'm glad that him sitting up there on the bench is i mean he's outraged as well just as much as we are so I will say after feeling, you know, alone in the crowd that nobody's out there standing up for us except for maybe Trump, it's nice to see one of the Supreme Court judges standing up and saying something that makes sense. Absolutely, man. No, I totally agree with everything you said. It's 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 always the one voice out there that's standing up for us, but among the majority it's just not there right now. But I want you guys I want to play this video, guys. This video was from October 11th, 1991. And this was as 
everyone saw what happened with Kavanaugh when he went through the ringer to get, when he went through the Supreme Court. Um, with Amy Coney Barrett, all the nasty things that were said about her. Me getting into this stuff not too long ago, I didn't realize that this corruption and the way things are in D.C. have been going on for a very, very long time. And I didn't know too much about uh, Justice Thomas here at all. I had enough, I didn't know anything about him really until I started diving into uh, the recent politics of the last few years. I found this video of when Justice Thomas was going through the same kind of garbage just to get into the position that he holds. And I'm just like, man, if this stuff was going on in the 90s, how long has this been going on? And Joe Biden is at the head of this committee. You guys are going to see right here. It's a three-minute video. As I want you to watch the whole thing because you cannot take your eyes and ears off what this man is saying whatsoever. And I want you guys to watch this as he completely owns this committee and Joe Biden's at the head of it. Watch this video here. I want to see your guys' reaction. Here we go. Come to order. Judge, it's a tough day and tough night for you, I know. Let me uh, ask, do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin? I understand that uh, your preference is, uh, which is totally and completely understandable, that we go one hour tonight, 30 minutes on each side. Is, am I correct in that? That's right. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill, that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion, or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner. How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult 
matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, Woo. to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I heard that video, guys. I was like, you got I'm like, I'm sure it's been a while since you got it. I was I was three years old when that when that was when that actually happened live. He said, unless you kowtow to these people, this is a modern day lynching of uppity black men, he said. And oh my god, could he have not been any more over the target? And guys, this <sighs> what he said this thing was a circus. Back in the '90s, and guys, we're we're here again. We're in 2021, and we it's still going on 30 years later. And to me, guys, I know a lot of you are like, "Oh, this has been going on for somebody that's just you know has gotten into this the last couple, almost three years now." It's so. How are we not awake beforehand? It just it's so it's just baffling to me, man. What what was your take on this video? It's absolutely. Seeing what seeing that man go up there, and it was different times back then too. And Joe Biden sitting there um, with all his nasty racist stuff, he's sitting right at the head of that table, and just and Thomas is looking right at him and the rest of those members, saying, "No job is worth this. Nobody would ever take any job signing up for this. Why would you do this? You're literally digging up dirt, fine, and you're and then you're publicly you're publicly destroying people, man. What did you think about this?" The, the eye contact that he makes with everybody that should scare the whole room he looks like he wants to get up and choke every one of them <laughs> i mean yeah man i i can't imagine the that that righteous anger that he's feeling right there to just stand up there and absolutely hand them their asses oh that that moment in time he'll forever hold you know, as one of his strongest moments. And I, man, I'm just with him all the way right there. That is, that is so savage to stand up there and get to say that. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I know a lot of people in our, in our base, a lot of people are moving. Like they like Justice Thomas and I didn't really know too much about him. But when I saw that video, man, everything that every decision he's made, all his um, opinions on cases that kind of tied it all together for me. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I get what this man's about. And um, he, he said that stuff uh, over 30 years ago to these people, calling it a circus. He knows exactly who these people are. So when I say, are they all blackmailed? I, I just don't, I don't believe it. And maybe, maybe they are, guys. I don't have any proof of it. Um, but he, he, he dissented from it. And he put his opinion out there. And uh, it is what it is. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. So if anything, guys, I still have hope for him. But everyone else, I don't really know. And just to briefly touch, because I know Mike Lindell was brought up, the Wall Street Journal says Dominion is going to sue my pillow, And CEO Mike Lindell is uh, over the election claims. And pretty much, guys, just to tie this up real quick, Mike Lindell says he's ready. He's prepared. He is good to go to go to war with, um, with Dominion. He says he cannot wait to get in discovery. 
Will anything positive come from this case? I don't know. But Mike Lindell, if the my pillow guy ends up saving this country, my God, I find <laughs> it. What a what a story, what a document, what a movie that that's going to make. And I, I would hope um, that they do make a movie on Mike Lindell because Mike Lindell, he just <laughs> he would. This man, he, he's had a crazy story. He's been through uh, he's been through uh, drug addiction, turned famous pillow guy. And now he's, uh, you know, he was, he was, he was talking to the president at, uh, you know, Trump in the White House, helping him out in his last, in his last days in office, man. Um, what do you think about Mike Lindell? Do you think anything's going to come of it or what? Um, you know, after watching Absolute Proof um, and seeing, for me, it was mostly the last 15 minutes because I watched all the hearings just like you did while they were going on. But those last 10, 15 minutes of, of uh, his movie or documentary, whatever you want to call it. I got to tell you, if that, if that gets to go out against them in court, um, <laughs> that's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, I, yes. I, I, look, I look forward to the memes with uh, Mike Lindell versus Dominion, you know, coming out. There's going to be a ton <laughs> of them. I, I hope y'all are making them out there already. But I didn't have Mike Lindell versus Dominion on my 2021 bingo card. I'm going to try to get it added now. <laughs> Methods right in the foxhole chat. It would, be, it would uh, give a whole other level on the meaning of comfy. <laughs> Absolutely. You got that right. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I, I, I just, I can't wait to see where that goes. Mike Lindell is ready to go to war. I know he's not afraid of any of this stuff because he knows, he knows that he's, we're all on the side of the truth, but just a shout out to Heather again. Okay. King cool. I find it is a nickname for my son, apparently. So you, you, you and my son are having a popularity contest now. Uh, <laughs> Melissa says, uh, thanks for the donation for China is still asshole. Absolutely. And Michelle with the donation says for, I remember that speech. It was true. It was true then, true now. And Michelle, absolutely. Everything he said is still resonating till today. And I, I didn't know that this mockery of, of dirt digging on people for, for people that are just are plain, good, normal American citizens. This is the process to become a Supreme Court justice. You have to go through a, a, a modern day lynching of your character, getting smeared in front of your family all over the new. This is what you have to go. Th- why do you have to go through that? For somebody that wants to take on a, a a job like that, that is probably one of the most important jobs in our country, and they deal with the most important cases, and this is what you have to go, is it worth it? To me, it's not, but he still did it. And he faced those people just like Kavanaugh did, just like Amy Coney Barrett did, but it doesn't seem that they're, uh, I don't know, they don't they don't play the same roles as everyone that we're wanting them to. But either way, guys, so we're going to have to see what happens with the election stuff. I'm not holding my breath for it, and that's, that's just where I'm at with it, guys. And... Um, just real quick, I just want to get into this. Um, I want to get into the Senate committee stuff that was that was being talked about about the January 6th. If you guys didn't know, it's totally fine. It's a Tuesday. I know everyone works. They still doing their full-time job. People got people got bills to pay. But if you didn't know, the Senate committee hearing was happening today. And the committee hearing was on the response from the Capitol Police um, reaction and the miscommunications that they're saying between uh, the Pentagon, uh, the Capitol Police, um, names like Nancy Pelosi, people, you know, people you might know, DC Mayor Bowser, all these things. And guys, I can tell you right now, their narrative is still crumbling. And we saw this on witness today. Now, before we get to that main story, I just want to show you guys this real quick because they are somehow trying to tie Q to all this. They are still trying to do it. And I, I've barely talked on Q for the last months. I can't even tell you how long. But these people are still talking about Q more than anybody out here is. And I just want to show you guys this. This is from a thread from Kyle Cheney talking about 
how there is major conflicts with the information that Congress has and what the Capitol Police, the former Capitol Police chief did have. And it's all about hearing saying that the Pentagon waited two hours just to hear a response uh, or the Capitol Police waited two hours for response to get more more troops. They never came. Um, and this whole entire this is this whole entire timeline that he wrote here. But the one thing I want to mention to you guys, because this this was pissing me off. Uh, it says, last last thing here, and underscoring this further, just as Rosen asked an important question about preparations for potential violence on March 4th. Now, when I read this, guys, this was the first time that I actually gave this any kind of um, serious attention. March 4th apparently was a date. This is It says, another date on the QAnon calendar. Klobuchar says they have to move on because Senator Warner was ready to ask questions via video. So, guys, I didn't realize this. Apparently, there's been rumors and and stories going out that uh, March 4th is going to be a Trump's real inauguration day because it's under the second constitution and all that stuff. And apparently, this is being pushed by, you know, the QAnon conspiracy theorist. And guys, I didn't even see this stuff on my Telegram. I didn't see any of this stuff. I'm like, who, where are they getting this? Inf- where are they getting this stuff from? Is this, it's not from 8chan or Acoon. It's not, where is this coming from? But the whole thing is, guys, you know how they're, they're trying to label everybody as domestic terrorist? It's a great question. If the FBI wanted to nail these people, why don't they find out who Q actually is? Why aren't they investigating that? And if if they are so worried about people storming the Capitol still, um, what's his name? Rosen brings up the fact that are we going to prepare for any potential violence on March 4th? Because it's a date on the QAnon calendar and... Klobuchar, who we all love, right? We love Klobuchar, says, no, 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 we don't have enough time for that because Senator Warren, uh, Warner needs to get in some important questions. Guys, I find it, what What do you, do you, this is what uh, Thomas said, this is a clown show. It's a gigantic yeah. clown show. And again, if these people are really worried about Q and their, and their violent followers, why aren't they, why aren't they putting more, more priorities into this? And this March 4th thing, guys, I'm going to show you a tweet here in just a moment, but I want to hear your thoughts. I find it. Yeah, I mean, one could argue that they want it to stay exactly where it is right now without going and finding out more about it just because it's it's becoming so useful for them to be able to report on as far as being this this enemy, you know, for them. Um, even though we're, you know, people that, that followed Q or whatever reported on it, don't, don't talk about violence or any of that crap. So... You know, it, again, it doesn't make any sense for them to keep chasing this rabbit, but they they do because it fills up their news time. Um, and as far as the the March fourth thing goes, I remember seeing some threads on this back in December. You know, we were all looking around uh, trying to see what people were saying. I loved lurking in the comments, and what I was seeing was people would love to go back in time and see how it was. Everything was originally done. You know, because that was one of the uh, that was one of sort of the, the storylines that people were looking for to, to get some telltale signs about what was going to happen. And so I think March 4th was the original inauguration day. And so everybody was, or there were some people out there that were, that were looking into that saying, okay, well maybe, maybe that's whenever all of this is really going to happen and not be the 20th. Um, but again, you know, we learned a long time ago not to put dates on things. Um, or are you just going to disappoint yourself? We, yeah. nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, and it seems now I'm not seeing anybody talk about March 4th at all. I have not seen that anywhere in the past, you know, two months 
And now the only people that are talking about it are them. You know, it seems anyway. Exactly. And guys, I'm looking in the chat. I know where that's coming from, the whole second constitution. I know what the constitution says. I know about the corporation of, of District of Columbia. I know all that. Right. The, the reason why I'm putting any kind of doubt or frustration into this is because if you are going to unite the country, do you honestly believe that some kind of, I don't know, whatever entity or government is going to say, hey, listen, guys, um, Trump is going to be the 19th president and this is going to be accepted as as what the reality of the situation is. Guys, it's not going to fix anything. You're still going to have an entire corrupt media and the left foaming at the mouth saying this. You cannot force this on us. It's not going to bring unity. The way things are playing out here, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I think they're playing out the way they are is because things have to get bad enough so the other side realizes, yeah, the right, they were already censored. They were orange man bad. They're domestic terrorists, whatever. They need to go through their own awakening as much as that drives me nuts. As much as I want to, you know, go nuts and say, are you not, how are you not awake yet? The entire country has to be united left and right and realize the enemy is the establishment. That's why I'm not, anytime I see these rumors about, you know, the March 4th stuff or Mike, that's not going to fix anything. And if I'm wrong, guys, I will come, I will go on here and say I was wrong about it. I hope I'm wrong about it, guys. But to sit here and, and, and put anything behind it to me, it's just going to be a repeat of what we've all, we've all been, we've all done before. And that's getting false hope. And then when nothing happens, what are we going to hear? Oh, we were let down again. Oh, nothing's happening. Guys, I've been through it too many times. I don't want to go through it anymore. I really don't. It's nothing but to me but distractions. And the weird thing is, guys, I want to show you. The only reason why I brought this up is because I think we're all getting played. And the reason why I say this, the U.S. Marshals tweeted this out today. And I don't know why, if this is a troll job or they actually think uh, something's happening. So it says, on February 23rd, 1861, President-elect Abraham Lincoln quietly slipped into Washington, D.C. to prepare for his inauguration on March 4th. Accompanying him was U.S. Marshal Ward Hill uh, Lamone, a friend and former law partner. And a bunch of people, bunch of people saying, is this official? What's coming? Praying or hope is a newer politicians have abandoned. Look at all this stuff. Look at all these comments. Just like January 6th, I find it. I feel like we all got played. That was a color revolution on just one of the nasty arms of it um, to push policies later in the future to further further um, put a boot on everyone's necks about domestic terrorism. To me, the U.S. Marshal is putting this out. I don't know, man. I feel like this is a troll job, and this is going to further, just further humiliating people and, you know, getting false hope out there. And, I, guys, the reason why I'm saying there's nothing wrong with uh, looking into these things. I'm, I, I don't like the people that are pushing this as fact. That's my problem with all this. I have no, if you guys want to dig into the stuff and have hope in it, have hope in it. You're not going to get that from me. That's all I'm saying. If, if this date comes and goes and nothing happens, all I'm saying is don't be upset. Don't scream out the world that nothing happened. You need to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, there's really no proof of this. Yeah. It happened in prior history. It was 1861. I just, I don't know guys. What do you think, man? It definitely feels like bait. Uh, you know, you, you hear them talking about it while none of us are. And then you see the U.S. Marshals tweet it. You know, it's on Twitter, obviously. And it comes out like that. 
I mean, in any other instance, if I'd seen that tweet six months ago, I would have taken it completely different. I probably would have had a lot of hopium, you know, built up on that. Uh, but being through what we've been through, I live on a day-to-day basis now reporting what I see. So it, it really does feel like bait at this point, because why, why would you come out and say it? What would be the point of, you know, highlighting this little uh, fact about our history whenever that fact that they're talking about is actually being reported on in the mainstream news as some scary date from Q. Oh man. Like, you know, so I know y'all can all see that. It feels like they're trying to troll. Um, and I'm not falling for it. Um, and I'm same as you, man, I looked into all that stuff and we know about the other constitution and everything, but again, I'm not going to push it, you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good other than to talk about what's sitting right in front of us. You know, we can remark on it and and sort of bring it to light about the information that exists. But as far as pushing that for everybody to go, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. That's not going to do us any good, man. We just got to wait and find out. Exactly. And I'm seeing a lot of people say Charles Ward and Simon Parks are the ones pushing this. And I can tell you guys right now, if you're following Charles Ward and Simon Parks, (laughs) that's on you guys. That's on you guys. Yeah. And you know what? They are still on YouTube. I wonder why. And that's all I have to say on it. If, you know, and there's some channels that we are friends with that are still on YouTube. And that's, you know, that's not just a blanket statement. But when you have gigantic followings like they do and they're still on YouTube and they're not being censored, I don't know, guys. That's just, that's all I have to say on it. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But I just wanted to point that out there because I had not heard about any of this stuff until a couple days ago and I saw it today. And the mainstream media was ripping people for this. But just to tie this up real quick, guys, because the, the main the main talking points from the committee hearing today was that um, the former police chief was pretty much saying the, mis- the communication was terrible between agencies. We requested days ahead of time um, backup and never came. We were told it wasn't needed because of optics. Literally, that was their that that was the excuse used by the Pentagon and others. We don't want to do this because of optics. Optics, you guys still have thousands and thousands of National Guard freezing their asses off around the Capitol right now that don't, there's no threat, zero threat, but they're worried about, the optic excuse is way, way, way gone at this point. We all thought something was happening because it didn't make sense, right? I find we were watching all these, um, all these troops around the Capitol. We're like, we have never seen anything like this and it ended up being nothing. But, Essentially, guys, this was I'm seeing a I'm seeing a deterioration of the Democrats narrative that they try to push out here. And the best thing about this was, again, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, they they were covering this hearing. And for the first time, for many people, they're actually hearing the other side of the evidence, not just orange man bad. His cronies went and took over the Capitol and beat people. And just real quick, I'm going to throw this out there, man. The officer that they claimed that got beat down by a fire extinguisher and killed, the mother of that officer, Sicknick, confirms the media got the death wrong. He wasn't hit on the head. He actually died of a stroke, um, apparently, to what she said. And we've seen these reports, man. There was no blunt trauma to this dude's head. And this came out today as well. And it just seems like to me, man, that all, all these stories are all falling apart at the seam. And I would just, what do you think about all this? Yeah, they're going to they're they did the hype. You know, they come out and they always they always overplay their hand a little bit. So they come out and they say the worst thing they can possibly think of. And then if it gets squashed later on, they don't really take the guilt. They don't have to apologize for it. But if, in that moment, 
the damage was done. In that moment, yes. you know, the conversation that was had amongst everybody that's paying attention to the news was, oh my gosh, a Trump supporter hit this cop over the head with a fire extinguisher. And the emotion from that, the conversations that happened between then and now, when we find out that none of that happened, the damage has already been done. And so yep. I know we're we're holding them accountable right here on this channel, being able to show everybody that hey, none of this none of this shit happened the way that they said. But you know, again, the, the damage was done, and that's the kind of that's the kind of enemy that we're having to deal with is that we in in that moment they need to be held accountable. They they need to be they don't need to be able to let that stuff out without proving it. Right. And if they do, they need to be you know held accountable for it later on. Absolutely, man. And the last thing I just want to show on this is um, Ron Johnson. He had a, I think it was a seven or eight minute spiel about um, what he, he read a, a, a eyewitness report, a very detailed one with, from a man that was, um, he, this was his specialty as far as investigating um, crowds and, and protest and people infiltrating. He read from this entire report and the entire report is actually, I think, um, the Federalist has it, so you guys can go out there. It's word for word. You can find it out there. But this was just a piece from it. Um, talking to Stephen Sun, the former police chief from the Capitol Police. I want you guys to watch this real quick. This is from J.R. Majewski, who, by the way, he's going to be on my show on Friday with Season Pixels, their channel, Ear Candy. This is where I got this video from. Check it out real quick. Close militants. They fit right in with MAGA people. Suddenly, energy surged from the front of the crowd as the anti-riot police above on the inaugural platform, visibly tensed up. One fired a tear gas canister, not at the plainclothes militants in the front line, but into the crowd itself, then another. Flash grenades went off in the middle of the crowd. The tear gas changed the crowd's demeanor. There was an air of disbelief as people realized that the police whom they supported were firing on them. What are you doing? We support you, someone yelled. All of a sudden, pro-police people felt the police were attacking them, and they didn't know why. More tear gas. A canister struck a girl in the face, drawing blood. The pro-police crowd went from disbelief and confusion to anger. I'll stop there. The last five pages uh, is titled Provocateurs Turn Unsuspecting Marchers into an Invading Mob. So I'd really recommend everybody in the committee read this account, and I've, I've asked that it be entered into the record. Uh, but Chief Sud, I want to ask you, is one of the, re the House managers made a big deal that this was predictable, this was foreseeable, which I don't believe. Do you believe that what happened the breach of the Capitol, did you believe that's foreseeable and predictable? Uh, no, I don't, nor do, if you look at some of our other partner agencies, I think uh, uh, Acting Chief Conti actually made the statement. And he goes on to say how right after that was that the, the riders that he saw, they weren't, they weren't agitated, they weren't angry. There was uh, people with families, elder people there. And he goes on to say these, aren't, these weren't typical, what you would say, riders, because they weren't. Most of them were working class, middle class citizens um, that were there to support their president. And if you guys can find it, I think Method's actually on Gab. He has the full 
seven or eight minute video. If you guys want to go over to his um, Gab account, I think he has the actual full video. I think he actually talked about it on his show today. Um, it's definitely worth a listen to, but this was aired on all the mainstream outlets, ladies and gentlemen. And they got they got to hear this guy uh, Johnson here read all this stuff, and. Even even this guy Sund here that he he did resign from the Capitol Police under pressure from Nancy Pelosi, but he says he regrets that he regrets that he resigned because what he had to go through, he sat up there and said none of this was our fault, none of this. He's like we went through all the all the Trump rallies in D.C. We all had a taste of what they were like, and all the intelligence said days before the Antifa Proud Boys they were all going to be there. They were all going to be there, and yet nothing was done, guys. This event was planned weeks ahead. We saw all the organization on Twitter, the caravans that were going there. Everybody knew all the patriots, anybody that supported Trump, were going to D.C. on the 6th. Everybody knew this. Yet Pelosi, Bowser, these Democrats, they didn't do shit. Schumer didn't do shit. It took hours to hear a response from the Pentagon to get National Guard help, and yet this guy had was forced to resign under pressure. And guys, this whole entire thing, I believe, is red pilling the nation, man. What's your thoughts on this before we get into Clowns of America? Man, honestly, I can't do better. That you put a bow on that one. That's perfect. Well <laughs> right. said. Well said. That's fine, man. Sometimes I'm, I'm with methods, and I'm just like, yeah, I can't top that, so I'll just leave it. <laughs> but I just well, let's get into today's sponsor guy. We're going to get into the fun part of the show here because we're going to be making fun of uh, the Attorney General from Joe Biden. Um, Jen Psaki again gets into it with Peter Ducey about kids in cages and a bunch of other things that we're going to talk about in Clowns of America today. But first, let's get into our sponsor here. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing our sponsorship for my mother's business, Alula Wellness slash Breakthrough M2. You guys know I've been talking about it. I am down about 22 pounds in less and probably about two weeks now. It's been two weeks, 22 pounds down, which is the quickest weight loss that you're probably ever going to get in any program here. So, what are we talking about? This is a Lula Wellness Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops and a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help to clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, which is the abnormal fat. While in the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts to help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water and half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for a woman is 20 to 25 pounds, and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Doing our program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. So guys, as the mods are passing out the links, this is the sign-up sheet that will get you your consolation call from a coach that will answer any of your questions about this program. Again, it's all natural. I've done this diet multiple times. The weight does shed off. It's intense, but it works, and it's all natural. So guys, check out alulawellness.com, breakthrough M2 slash get started for your weight loss journey today because we all know you got to lose some of that COVID weight. Spring and summer is coming, guys. You don't want those dad bods or mom bods. I can tell you that right now. So remember, support Patriot businesses, support my sponsors. You're supporting this channel and all that good stuff. Thank you guys for allowing me to get that out there. And quick shout out to Sandra Eds. Um, and I just make sure I get everyone else here. Sandra Eds, thanks for the super chat and the donation. I appreciate it, guys. Keep the super chats coming. And I'll read your message on air, man. Did you get any super chats? Or are you good? I did. Thank you. Thank you very much, Susan. Awesome. I got one out there. I'm not going to read what you wrote, but thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome. My body, my way woke. That's so funny. Yeah. Hey, you guys do you, you don't, if you don't want to die, it's up to you. I'm not a body shamer. Um, I'm pro body out here, so don't worry about it. 
Okay, just needed some water, man. I hate that dead air. Dead air and silence. Ah. So, uh, guys, I gotta, I gotta say, the attorney general, he's gonna be our. This is our clown side, man, guys. Once I have, um, I have all. Bree made me all of the, um, all the slides for my new segments. Now I have to give them to my audio guy, um, that's gonna do the voiceovers for it, and we're gonna have a nice organized um, segment for the, for the uh, for the next coming shows. But this is our Clowns of America segment, ladies and gentlemen. We find the biggest clowns of the day. And the biggest one that we have today is going to be the new incoming attorney general for the Biden campaign and or the, for the Biden administration. Josh Halley here is talking to this attorney general and the attorney general is asked about the rioters out in Portland, D.C. and whether they are considered domestic terrorists. And because these people attack at night, um, he doesn't really consider them domestic terrorists. You think I'm kidding? Listen to what he said himself. Let me ask you about uh, assaults on federal property in places other than Washington, D.C., Portland, for instance, Seattle. Do you regard assaults on federal courthouses or other federal property as acts of domestic extremism, domestic terrorism? Well, Senator, my own definition, which is about the same as the statutory definition, is uh, a use of violence or threats of violence uh, in an attempt to uh, disrupt uh, democratic processes. So an attack on a, uh, a courthouse while in operation, uh, trying to prevent judges from actually deciding cases that plainly is um, domestic uh, um, uh, extremism, um, 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 uh, uh, domestic uh, terrorism, um, an attack simply on a government property at night or any other kind of uh, circumstances is a clear crime and a serious one and should be punished. I don't mean, I don't know enough of the, about the facts of the example you're talking about, but that's where I, I draw the line. One, one is both are uh, criminal. Um, uh, but one is uh, a core attack on our democratic institutions. I find I got to ask you because this seems to be a tactic that a lot of these Dems love to play is I don't know anything about that particular case, but I would love to follow up with you on it. It's like, were you not? They do these, these people know, they know exactly what Josh Howie is talking about here. But according, according to Merrick Garland here, who was a supposed, he was, he was, he was running to be uh, in the Supreme court. Thank God he didn't make it there. Um, but this is going to be the in, incoming attorney general, but he doesn't, if you're not, if you're not um, interfering with the day-to-day stuff, as far as court hearings or whatever, it's not domestic terrorism. And literally do while he is talking about this, this was going on this same day. <laughs> this was Portland yesterday. Can't make this up. This was federal officers sitting in front of, I don't know if that's a police station, a federal building, but literally the front of it's burning. And you got this guy saying that because it happens at night, we are we might not consider this domestic terrorism, man. This is what what kind of clown world do we live in? The kind where they don't come to work prepared to answer questions for one, <laughs> he, uh, he can't get anything out. And the words that he does get out, it's just like, it's just like he said, man, but he doesn't believe that it's, you know, extreme or it's, uh, you know, domestic terrorism. If it's happening at night while they're not at work, he just thinks it's, you know, it's just a crime if nobody's in there working, but if they try to interfere with their decision-making, well, now all of a sudden it's domestic terrorism, and I'd love to see where that's written in the Constitution. But you know, um, <laughs> for him to sit up there and just trip over his words, this is who, this is who is picked to be Attorney General. I mean, come on, 
any any one of us out here in the crowd could get up there and speak better than that. And to stand up there and say that you just don't know, that's that's nuts to me. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts, guys, and it gets worse. Howie goes into him a little bit more, asking about are aliens illegally crossing our borders? Are they criminals? And look at his response here. Do you believe that illegal entry at America's border should remain a crime? Well, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to go further, guys, because I have one more. He says, I haven't even thought about about that question, he says. For, the, for time's sake, ladies and gentlemen, I want to do one more here because Senator John Kennedy asked Judge Garland here if he believes biological men should compete in female sports. Listen to his response. Give it to them. And it made me sad, but it, uh, it, it reaffirmed my role as a judge. Okay. Um, in my last 20 seconds, I'm going to ask you if you agree with this statement. Uh, allowing, and I'm not suggesting the answer one way or the other, I just want to know what you believe. Allowing biological males to compete in an all-female sport deprives women of the opportunity to participate fully and fairly in sports and is fundamentally unfair to female athletes. This is a very difficult societal question that you're asking me. I know what, what underlies it. I know, it. but uh, you're going to be attorney general. Well, but uh, I, I may not be the one who has to make policy decisions like that. And he goes and keeps fumbling his words. And I just want to give out a shout-out to you, I find it. This, this clip here is where you're the one that sent me this. What sums <laughs> this up, ladies and gentlemen, right here, this is why he made clowns of America today. Because when you put all the clips together of how much this general doesn't know, this is what you get. I don't know anything really about the investigation. I don't know very much specifically about your two proposals. I don't know uh, specifically about those, but Senator, um, I don't know the specifics of the act. Um, I don't know the specifics of, of how the legislation would do that. I don't know uh, what uh, information the department has now. I don't know enough of the, about the facts of the example you're talking about, but I honestly don't know what happened with the nursing homes. I don't know. With respect to the Durham investigation, I don't know anything about he doesn't know shit, I find it. He doesn't know anything. And thank you for getting me that video. Dude, this is insane. This is the attorney general that's coming. He doesn't know he doesn't know anything about the nursing homes. Doesn't know anything about about the uh the transgenders playing women's sport. He doesn't have an opinion on anything. And apparently you're okay. It's still criminal, but you're not a domestic terrorist if you attack federal buildings at night, which by the way, have federal employees still inside them at night. But you know what? It's 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 if you do it during the day. And you're interrupting things, then you're a terrorist. If not, we I don't really know. What this is what do you think, man, about this? If I've been sitting in there and he just kept saying that over and over, as soon as he said it, I would have said, Oh, by the way, you know, you're you're doing great, you know, since you don't know shit, but you're interviewing for this job. That's you're doing fantastic. Let's keep going. <laughs> exactly, dude. And this is this is what I'm saying, guys. People are gonna see this. People, as much as we didn't we had so much faith in Bill Barr. At least there were policies that were implemented as, you know, Trump had to literally do everything he could to get anything passed. Um, but we had America first, at least. We had some policies that were America first. And now they seem to be getting stripped away. And now this was one of the biggest things that Trump was attacked for. This brings us to clown number two tonight, which is Jen Psaki and her interaction with uh, Peter Ducey here. Um, because what did we hear, ladies and gentlemen? What did we hear? We heard that Trump was caging kids, putting kids in cages. 
the ones illegally crossing. And we knew that picture that was going around was actually a picture during the Obama administration. It's been proven so many times. We know the timestamp of the picture. Had nothing, it wasn't even when Trump was in office. Today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jen Psaki, who I saw someone write in the chat here, um, is probably this attorney general and her should probably hook up because they do, they sure do like to circle back on a lot of things because <laughs> they just don't know. Um, Peter Ducey here is challenging Jen Psaki about this, uh, about Kamala Harris here. I want you guys to watch. And this brings us to clown number two, Jen Psaki at the press conference this afternoon. Watch this. COVID protocols uh, as we uh, as we as unaccompanied minors come into the United States. But it's the same facility that was open for a month in the Trump administration, summer 2019. That is when Joe Biden said under Trump, there have been horrifying scenes at the border of kids being kept in cages. And Kamala Harris said uh, basically babies in cages is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. So how is this any different than that? We very much feel that way. Uh, and so the, these are facilities. Let me, be, let me be clear here. One, there's a pandemic going on. I'm sure you're not suggesting that we have children right next to each other uh, in ways that are not COVID safe, are you? I'm suggesting that Kamala Harris said that this facility, putting people in this facility, was a human rights abuse committed by the United States government. And Joe Biden said, under Trump, there have been horrifying scenes of border uh, at the border of kids being kept in cages. Now it's not under Trump; it's under Biden. This is not kids being kept in cages. This is this is kids. This is a facility that was opened that's going to follow the same standards as other HHS facilities. It is not a replication. Certainly not. Though that's that is never our intention of replicating the immigration policies of the past administration, but we are in a circumstance where we are not going to expel unaccompanied minors at the border. That would be inhumane. That is not what we are going to do here as an administration. We need to find- You see where she, they messed up. Ducey should have asked about the, uh, the coyotes carrying the babies <laughs> across the border. She, she, got, she, literally, she literally blames the pandemic with all this. And the, these, uh, these, these uh, containment areas, they, they are literally storage units. Are not, they're, um, they're metal storage containers. And they're not called cages. They're just called holding places. But, guys, if you were truly concerned, because, you know, we're still in the middle of the pandemic here. Um, why, why are we taking anybody into this country? Why? Because it, it could be inhumane. The thing is, don't come to this country illegally. That's not a racist thing to say. That's a logical thing to say. My God, dude, what do you think about this? Well, you heard how she tried to deflect on him. He asked, a, he asked a serious question. Hey, back in the day, Kamala said this, answer the question. And she tried to deflect on him to try to make him feel bad real quick so that she wouldn't have to answer it. But no, listen up left. If you're out there listening to the show right now, y'all did this. Y'all got to go out there and say Trump's keeping kids in cages when it wasn't true. So guess what? Now those statements are getting brought right back up and everybody's going to, you know, they're going to have to stand up there and face this. We're not letting it go. No, uh-uh. no. no forgiveness there. Not after y'all, not after they came out and said this kind of stuff. Uh, we, we didn't forget the grudge is held. I'm, I'm not letting that go. You know? Absolutely, man. This, and this guys, she's probably going to make, she's probably going to make um, a daily, a, uh, a daily appearance on this show for clowns America. But this is going to bring us to number three guys. If you didn't know, uh, Muppets. Muppets are extremely offensive. And if you didn't know, Disney, they had to make a big thing out of this. It says, we need to have a national conversation about offensive Muppets. After too many years of silence on the matter, Disney has taken the courageous step of adding an adversary or an advisory 
to the Muppets to warn viewers that we're, we're about to see harmful and racist content. It's about time we have a national conversation about these offensive Muppets who, in their ignorance, have perp- uh, perpetrated uh, harmful stereotypes through their profit privilege. But this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or, or cultures. Uh, these stereotypes are wrong then and are wrong now, reads the Disney Plus disclaimer, finally. And the worst part about it is, uh, guys, if this was so bad, why wouldn't Disney Plus just take it off their platform? Instead, they leave up a an advisory that the Muppets... They're a racist, guys. I, I watched the Muppets growing up. I'm sure maybe you did. I find it. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience, but apparently the Muppets are, are, are racist, racist and offensive as well now. Welcome to 2021, right? <laughs> That's the best, man. When it gets down to Miss Piggy, it gets even better. You have to read that one. <laughs> I love this shit. Oh, my gosh. They're going to make everything stand out. Well, we don't, we don't have Aunt Jemima anymore. She's gone. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. what else are you going to go after, right? Oh, Dude, the, whoever is going to be the wokest of the woke, it's never going to be an end. There's not going to be an end to it. Um, but this is what we are dealing with. And let's just get to the last clown of the clowns of the uh, of the day here. This is going to be the Boy Scouts because from Red State, the maiden voyage, the Boy Scouts are welcoming 1,000 female Eagle Scouts. Yes, we can't we can't have any separation of anything because we might be sexist now. Now girls are going to be able to become Eagle Scouts because, you know what, we have to be as woke as possible and we can't offend anybody. And for the first time, for the first time, they are going to be allowing uh, girls to become Eagle Scouts. And to me, man, this is completely weird. I was a Boy Scout for a while. I did Cub Scouts. I did Boy Scouts. I never got to the Eagle Scout part. But for me, this was something that that I did with my boys, my friends growing up. Um, We were, you know, my mom was a pack leader for a while. Um, it was just something I could do with my family, my friends, and um, it's nothing against girls at all. This was just something for uh, for us guys to do and to do, you know, guy stuff. And it's not saying that girls can't do any of this. That's not what I'm saying at all. But why it's this whole entire rhetoric of we need, there can't be any separation of sex anymore because it's sexist or we're going to get canceled. Not only were they dealing with the pedophile problems in the Boy Scouts, man, now they're doing this. This is something that I would never want to send my son into now because when is it going to be? Then it's going to be transgenders. Then it's going to be binary. Once you once you open that door, man, everything else is going to have to follow. Once you cave to the left, there is no stopping it. It's never going to be woke enough, and then it's just going to be ruined. It's going to be ruined, man. What do you think? Yeah, they ruin everything they touch. I mean, if you give them an inch, they take a mile, and I think you're exactly right. It's just weird. Now, I, I, did, the, I did the Boy Scouts too. I made it up to Weeblow. All right. Nice. Made it up to Weeblo. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just weird seeing this kind of thing because this is just one more thing that they're trying to get themselves inside of. And then it all crumbles later on. I mean, do you really think that that boys are going to keep wanting to join the Boy Scouts? And, and I'm not saying that girls should just be basket weaving in the corner somewhere. OK, I'm not no. saying that. It's, but this is Boy Scouts. It's in the name, you know, <laughs> <Right>. like. <laughs> And, and why, why infringe upon it whenever what it's in my mind, what it's really meant to be is for, you know, boys to go out and learn a lot of the skills that they're supposed to, you know, to do their job in life. And I have no problem with that, but, but why try to attack it and and come in from another direction and just ruin it for everybody. There's boys and their dads aren't going to want to go to boy Scouts anymore. That's for sure. And, and that's outside of, you know, all of the bad stuff that's happened inside of boy Scouts. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm talking about the good nature of it. Yeah, man. What's gonna happen when um when uh, when the boys want to join the Girl Scouts? 
<laughs> I'm serious. Exactly. What's going to happen? You think parents are going to be happy that you have they have dudes, you have young boys that are going to be hanging out with the Girl Scouts? You see what door they're opening, and someone wrote in the Foxhole chat, um, Girl Scouts is still around. They only attack the Boy Scouts. To me, man, again, this is attacking, this is making identity politics literally in every single thing we do. And our kids are going to be, they're being subject, subjected to it now more than ever. It's not just in their schools. Now they have to worry about uh, guys going into girl sports, bathrooms being the same, transgender bathrooms. And now getting away from school, getting away out of that, out of that environment. I have my, I have my dudes that I want to hang out with in Boy Scouts. And we can't even have that now because that we, we, we they're so afraid of just, uh, just, I don't know of of, uh, of making somebody upset. It's so bad and toxic. It to me is just chipping away at what it means to to be a, a guy, to be the head of the family unit. They hate that. These people hate the family structure. To me, this is all a part, a part about destroying that. And once you cave to the left, there's no going back. And to me, um, the Boy Scouts is compromised at this point. It's been for a long time. And thank God. I personally didn't go through any of that pedo stuff with uh, with any any in our groups. Thank the Lord, ours was as clean as it could be. Um, it was something that I really enjoyed doing growing up, getting the badges, doing the camping trips, and all that stuff. And the girls can do it too; they can do their own thing. But some things we just, guys just like doing. Guy, hey, right? Guys have guys night out. Girls have girls night out. It's yep. the same exact thing. It's to say that is not bigotry. It's just logical. It's fine to say that, but dude. If you say that, if you go in front of a liberal media, you're going to get called a bigot. You're going to get called a sexist. And all of it's doing is ruining everything else, man. Do you have any last thoughts on this? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's all I can think right now. Absolutely. How dare you? <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I know. I know, man. And as I always like to do, guys, I like to end on a good note. The Washington Post, uh, they were reaching out to Elon Musk. And Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they don't get along very well. Elon Musk has called out Jeff Bezos multiple times, especially with the space stuff, saying he copied. Bezos is copying everything Elon Musk is doing as far as satellites and space travel. And um, the Washington Post took a dig at Elon Musk about a story saying that because Elon Musk is doing all these other ventures out in the world, his Tesla company is failing. And they tried to reach out to... uh, Elon for a response, and this was his simple answer. Says Tesla did not respond to repeated requests for comment. In response to email seeking com- comment, Musk simply replied, "Give my regards to your puppet master." <laughs> Oof. Oof. I don't know where Elon stands on a lot of things, guys, but I do think he does have some human inside of him that cares about people. Um, he was all about what happened on Wall Street with the uh, with the Reddit with the Reddit guys. That, uh, that hurt the hedge funds. He's a big proponent of Bitcoin. He spent, I think, I don't know if it was millions or billions, but it was a lot on Bitcoin. He knows what's going on. And he straight up said to uh, to the Washington Post, who Bezos owns, give my regards to your puppet master. I love it, man. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't really know what to think about Elon. I, I never really could make my mind up about him, but... If uh, you're right, if he's still got some human in him or if, or if he just programmed his own AI very well, uh, either way, <laughs> that was a savage thing to say. And I love seeing it out there because it just says it. It just says it all. I love seeing that, man. That's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I love it. So, guys, that is going to wrap up the show tonight. Just want to get some plugs out of the way. Um, I do have the baby registry. It is done. I will put that out in the uh, in the chats right now. This is the baby registry for baby Odin. 
if you guys want to contribute to that, that'd be great. We're going to be doing a show with me and Mrs. Woke to open all the stuff that you guys have sent us. So that is out there for you. And guys, don't forget, if you want to continue to support this show, the best way to do it is obviously through your donations and also going to my website at wokesocieties.com where you can go to my store. You can make a purchase here for some gifts for your friends, your family, and all that good stuff. People are still buying the uh, the trophies, the, <laughs> the participation trophies for last year. I have the Drunk Societies merch up there now, the hooded t-shirt, the hoodie. It's all there. The Stay Woke, Obamagate, Defund the Media, the uh, the V-necks for the Drunk Wives Matter, Trump One mugs, uh, coffee mugs, and, of course, the beer stein glasses, all for my dudes or your ladies in your life that love to drink beer, too. We are all inclusive out here in Woke Societies. <laughs> There's your hats and your magnets, all that good stuff. And if you guys want to support the show, even further become a monthly sponsor, you can go to WokeSocieties.tv, become a monthly subscriber, this gives you access to extra content, which I'm going to start doing on Mondays, I believe, to do Zoom calls. Zoom calls with my members of the WokeSize.TV clan here. And because you guys pay extra, you deserve extra content. So that's what you're going to be getting. You can do monthly or yearly there. And that is also a platform that will never take me down. And I got to say, shout out to my guys over on Pill.net and the Foxhole app. The chat ran smooth. I didn't see a buffer once on my end. And I didn't even turn. I turned on the uh, the slow the slow mo for comments. It turned itself off, and I still still didn't break the chat or break anything in this show today, guys. I find it, I'm super pumped about that, man. Yeah, man, we got to put this one on the calendar. No crashes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and guys, I did realize after uh, after I said who King Cool was, didn't even realize my son was wearing the shirt King Cool. That's what happens. My brain is all over the place doing a show. I didn't even know what my son was wearing. So I'm sure you guys got a good laugh out of that. So near, dear Lord, man, dear Lord. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Get hopped up on coffee and do a show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I, pretty nuts in the middle of it. I downed a cappuccino right before the show to get, uh, to get, you know, focused, you know, to get the energy up. And I didn't even realize what my son was wearing, man. I'm such a bad dad. Such a terrible <laughs> father. Such a terrible father. But yeah, man, I had fun today. I'm hoping uh, everybody, um, everyone's enjoying you, my friend. It's a good time. It's nice to bounce things off of uh, off of somebody. I can check my phone and all that good stuff. And we're going to be doing this again on Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Eastern is going to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday now. No more 530. It's going to be 6 p.m. across the board. And on Friday night, guys, I'm going to have JR Majewski and Season Pixels. They're both hosts of the Ear Candy show that's also on Foxhole here. And we're going to talk to JR and, and uh, Season Pixels about a lot of things. JR in particular is thinking about running for office in a very serious way. And I want to get his thoughts and everyone's thoughts on, on what we need to do locally in our own communities to get America first back into our country. JR is a super smart dude. Him and Red Pill are best friends. And uh, I consider him also a friend of the fam. So we're going to talk to him and Season Pixels and all that good stuff on Friday night, I think at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that's coming, and then again Saturday night. You guys got a full week of shows coming and all that good stuff. So with that said, I find it. Do you got any last words for the Woke fan before we get out of here? Man, I can't wait to see y'all Thursday. It's my favorite time of the week. Sit here and hang out with all of y'all and just give my two cents on what's going on. I look forward to it, you know, every single day. So Awesome, man. Awesome. And Codebreaker, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the comments here. Everyone's saying good show, great show. Great show, Woke Society, great content. I hope you guys get something out of this content and all that good stuff. So we're going to be back here on Tuesday. I'm going to be on with on with Methods, on Methods to Madness. 
uh, tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern. We're talking about whatever the hell kind of craziness is going to be happening in the world. I'm sure it's never going to stop. Guys, things are going to have to get worse before they get better, and I think that is the road we're taking. But good thing is we're already ahead of the curve. We've been through the ringer. The rest of the country has to follow. And as impatient as I am, I think they have a limited time to get shit together. I don't think we're going to see Joe Biden for four years. I don't believe it. I just don't. So that's where I think we're going, guys. Watch out for those rumors out there for all these crazy claims and all that good stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. Good night, everybody.